Hello, and welcome back to Girl Mance, the podcast where two internet besties talk about life and other things from across the American-Canadian border. Did I get that right? Because this has been so long. I think you did get that right. You don't remember anyway. (laughs) It's been, um, how long has it been since our last episode? It's been a long time. Maybe two months, but we recorded one that we had to fully scrap because things quickly changed the very next day so things change but you know what that one was probably like a bit of a a little too much of a rant perhaps and I think yeah and quite frankly this episode is probably going to be maybe a little scattered maybe a little bit of stream of consciousness going on which quite frankly I don't know about you but I am okay with that becoming a little bit more of our norm yeah um just kind of like a little more off the, a little more off the cuff. Um, but before I forget, just a couple of housekeeping things. We will um, just kind of, like I said, be talking about what's on our minds. So um, last time we did that, we ended up talking for almost three hours. <laughs> so um, if that happens again, then we may be splitting this up into two separate podcasts. And if that's the case, then I will let you know yes or no now um and the other thing of course i do want to give a trigger warning and i almost want to say that this should just be a blanket thing with our podcast because we talk about sensitive subjects so i don't know exactly what we're going to talk about um in this podcast but um if you name it there's a possibility we are going to talk about it so i mean i'm sorry to any of you who want specific trigger warnings i don't know (laughs) um Yeah, it's pretty much like everything that you've heard us talk about on this podcast, plus um, anything that you've seen go go on on Twitter, on social media, on my channel, etc. So I'm going to state the obvious that I'm having a bit of an existential crisis because I chopped off all my hair. I mean... I love it. It looks so cute. Thank you. I look different every time I get on camera. Because you're always messing a, with it. <laughs> I know. I did the ombre uh, for like a week. And then I got on camera um, with the first half of the Trisha video. And I was like, hello, I am very blonde. And then I went back and then I went into the past where I was had the ombre tips. And then I came back and then I think I did more blonde. Or, I don't know, I did something else, and then this time I've actually gone to, like, an ashy gray, and I had to cut it off because I was damaging it so much, so we're gonna deal. We're gonna get through it. And I can't offer any support because I haven't dyed my hair since the eighth grade, but the rest of the big six gave you a lot of hell for messing with your hair. Yeah, the rest of the big six are all about bleaching and crazy colors, and this is the first, and, like, I... I used to highlight my hair in high school, but that was it. Yeah. So we're we're gonna go with it. I'm 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 a brave and adventurous lady. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because it's not true. Um, I cry when I get my hair cut, legitimately every time. So yeah. and I cry like three times a year. So oh okay. Well, it's a big deal. Are those when you get your hair is that when you get your hair trimmed? Those three times. A <laughs> I only get it like once every year and a half. Oh, got it. <laughs> Just to avoid um, the the crying. People are already being nice to me and sending me messages and like, it's so normal to like feel upset about your hair when you first make a big change. It's fine. Um, but yeah, not 
not to get off topic before we even got on topic, <laughs> I um, we don't really have any sort of agenda for this podcast, but because it's been such a while since we last spoke to you guys, we felt that we should, it would be prudent to get on camera and really just kind of talk about everything that's been going on, um, kind of where we are right now, what our plans are for, you know, what's coming up. Um, but I, I do want to say, and I will probably announce this on my channel at some point whenever I make another video, um, that when it comes to the kind of anything related to Gabby Hanna, not necessarily directly, but, um, you know, whatever situation I had with her and then from there and any interactions we've had with her fans, um, then of course what came out of that situation was and then out of that became this person, Emily slash Christina, by going going by a couple of different um, aliases. Um, a lot's gone on. And I've gotten to the point where I don't really feel that I want to talk about it on my main channel anymore. And that's kind of where I am. And I've been telling everyone that I was going to come up with a pretty big video and Amber and like you and the big six were really part of like coming up with the information that I was going to use in that video. <laughs> um, it was a lot. It was it was a lot of work over the course of a, uh, a few weeks. But um, I don't think I want to do that after all. However, however, with the caveat that I want to feel free to talk about that stuff here. And that's what I'm hoping and kind of having faith that our, our listeners and our viewers are going to be okay with um, because this is where we should we should have that freedom to, to talk about these things. And I think there are some people that do want to know what's going on and do want a little more context so that these things make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So if that's not your bag, then don't watch these episodes. Oh, um, yeah. Can- I want to just give a little warning here. Um, no mm-hmm. video is a requirement to watch so if you don't want to hear about it don't watch it (laughs) like this is our life my life alicia got to tell the general story of what happened um i haven't gotten to tell my side of the story so if you don't want to hear it anymore that's fine that's valid don't yeah but i should be allowed to talk about it on my own podcast without being shamed for talking about it i'm just gonna say that if that sounded like shade, it's because it was shade. It was shady. <laughs> no, but, 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 and there might be a little bit of that here, but, um, it is, I, I will say that, um, it, that does come from certain comments that we've gotten, um, that to some extent I kind of understand on my, on my main channel, but, you know, certain comments like, oh, why are you still talking about this? Or like, oh, this is so much drama. Why are you talking about it? Well, first of all, you came to a commentary channel, so what did you expect? <laughs> Second of all, I had a really big interaction with a really big YouTuber as a very small YouTuber. So, hello, that's going to be my life for a little bit. Um, but also, like, whether, however much this is my choice or not, this is my life. This is your life. Um, but as far as my channel goes, um, it's my life and this is what's going on. And I am not in a place, a lot of you understand that I'm not really in a place where I have been able to work very much on my regular content. 
And that is because of all these crazy things, crazy and heartbreaking things that have been going on. And I will say this much. Um, what is it? A month and a half, two months ago, when I had a hate mob sent on me, there was a question was the, there was a question there that that asked whether or not I would remain on the platform. So yeah, here you are. Here you go, Still bitches. Standing. I'm probably gonna have to somehow blur that out, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do that. But and that's not to any of you guys watching. That's just me to to anybody who, or maybe to some of you watching who are hate watching, um, who thought that I would not last any longer on this platform. And I think that we're just going. I think that what we're doing is just um, proving that we do have the stones to to deal with whatever that brings, because I truly do believe that the people we're dealing with are, how do I put this? Some of the most intense people we will ever have to deal with in our lives, perhaps. God, I hope so. Because I have never in my life experienced the level of craziness that has ensued in the last two months. Insanity. Absolutely insanity. But yeah, I think that goes to show... Um, I think that's important because like you said, like you've never dealt with this level of craziness and insanity in your life. And I'm trying to think neither have I literally neither have I. And I think that that goes to show how drama less (laughs) I'm trying to find the word, how unproblematic our lives typically are. Um, we were just talking about this sort of stuff. Like I was saying, like, my life consists of uh, playing World of Warcraft and reading books and watching Vines with my boyfriend and doing puzzles. And that's that's my life, uh, aside from having my full-time job. And then for Amber, and you, you, you have a different, like, but you were saying, like, my life consists of... Oh, my life is so XYZ. boring. Like, my life is... Well, not boring. It's very, like, we're always doing stuff. We're always, like, camping, fishing, hiking, outside, sailing, whatever, um, doing stuff like that. Um, It's a pretty quiet life. Like, there's no fights. There's no drama. My boyfriend would leave me. He would never tolerate that kind of stuff. Like, if I was a dramatic-ass bitch, he would be out. So, uh, it's not a thing. Like, this doesn't happen. Um, and let me be real, I would love to take the the time to say that I do think that because I am as unproblematic as I am is one of the reasons that Jake loves me so much. So let me just put that out there. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that I think that goes to say for both of us that our lives are very full without being dramatic. And I was saying that I was actually telling Amber and yesterday, I think that my relationships are very harmonious. Like every single relationship in my life, my relationship with you, my relationship with Jake, my family, our friends, like every, everything, everybody, it it goes well. And I don't have to like I don't have to worry like with trust issues with anybody. And this whole experience has opened up my eyes to this whole other level of dysfunction. And it makes you wonder, do I need to operate through a different lens? And that's kind of a scary thing to think about. Um, But I think I'm starting to think that like, it's more, I need to compartmentalize and I might need to be more discerning when it comes to the internet and let's, let's be real. I'm just going to say the name, (laughs) but even more so when it comes to anything that comes out of the Gabby Hanna fandom. So it's been a wild ride. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I just have to say that. And I will say um, that I, you know, as I am backing away more and more, I I have gotten on decent terms with a couple of the fans, like some of the big players in the, in the fandom. And I think a few of our, the big six have with different people. Um, so if, you know, if you're nice, you're nice. I'm not talking about you. Um, but there are a lot of people we've been dealing with that are not very nice. So there's that. We were already dealing with that. Then, um, you know, if you haven't watched my video about, um, even if you don't know who she is, uh, or who she was to us, you could still probably figure that out by watching my vi- my last video about that. But that was an entire situation that took a huge toll on not only, well, let's being very broad, anybody who saw what was going on and was offering support. And that was thousands of people thousands. if we want to get more specific we're looking at the big six and um our involvement with her and how much that hurt when we got the truth about that and then we go a little more specific and we look at your relationship with her and my relationship with her which was those were the closest ones yes um and that experience was like i said heartbreaking it it really kind of changed everything and, um, and then on top of that, I, w- I, I can confidently say that I am even, I'm more angry at the person I dubbed Christina. We can call her Christina. We can call her Emily. Um, but the troll that went online and, uh, basically said a bunch of defamatory things about me, you, Jen Dent, uh, and really, in my opinion, pressured me to come out with a story. So, and then there's even an update on top of that. Yes. <laughs> so do you want to tell them? We are in <laughs> season four of Pretty Little Liars. Um, I'm Hannah. This is Spencer. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's seen it will totally get it. Um, I hope that's a compliment. But you are. You're the I smart one. Oh, okay. The, I'll take it. The, uh, the really smart one. All right. So, um, yeah, this person dubbed Christina. Actually, I just got a tweet today from them. Did you see that one? Oh, no. You're going to have to tell me. Well, like, let's tell this in, in order first. Okay. So, wh- where did I leave it off? I think I left it off with just, yeah, that we figured out who it was or who we were almost definitively sure it was and that I approached this person and she said that my... Uh, my proof was bullshit and that I was a coward for talking about her or something like that. Oh, she said you gaslit um, her and bullied her. Oh, she said I gaslit her and bullied well, her. Or maybe not gaslight. Maybe she didn't use that word. But she gaslit oh. you. Definitely. She did gas. She definitely gaslit me and she did say that I bullied her. You're right. And bashed her. And I did none of that. Like, my conversation was like, hey, I know this was you. I don't want any problems. I just want to move forward and I don't want to cause you more problems, but I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. Because you've, you've forced my hand. Well, and sorry, but like, you, we know it's you. You can't, and you can apologize all you want. You can't come back in. Like, that's not a thing. Like, that's fine. Thank you for apologizing. That's really nice of you for us to move forward, for everyone to move forward. Um, But you're not welcome back in. Oh, we're not there yet. No. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah, I guess so. They don't know about that. But anyway, we know it's you. You gotta go. 
that's where we're at. Like, sorry. Yeah. It's on you to prove it's not. And yeah, it's really hard to prove um, absence of something. But we yeah. knew there was it was there was a invite created um, to your Discord, and then mm-hmm. three minutes later, the troll account comes in. And this was days before any of us knew what happened. Yeah, yeah. And this, this is, is the only person the, you knew. Like, yeah, before the like attacks, those little attacks um, from the tr- from the troll account yeah. and Emily. Um, so this was planned. This was that, premeditated you know, just, for sure. That so that's a little concerning. Absolutely concerning. And yeah, and I think you know I don't think I said this in my video, but the explanation she gave me, maybe I did, um, when we pointed out, I, I I showed the screenshots in my video, and that for everybody close to us was enough to be definitive proof to show. This person created invites for my server that people pay for, uh, created invites to my server three minutes and five minutes prior to when this troll popped up in our server. Thank you to our mods who set up a welcome bot. Yeah. And then thank you to our other mod. I I don't think Ashley will mind if I say her name. Otherwise, I'll bleep it out. But Ashley, who happened to stumble upon an audit log and showed all the activity. So that's all there. So, yeah, it's hard to prove that something didn't happen. But I'm pretty sure if I were in a situation that looked that bad, I could talk to you about what my true intentions were. And the other thing, too, is that um, we were I was dealing with something similar with one of Gabby Hanna's fans where um, that person was being doxxed and uh, a lot of the fans were suspecting that it might be me. That person approached me, was upset. And I recognized that even though I didn't do it, that I, that person wasn't in the wrong for wondering if it was me. Right. Exactly. And I mean, it's a fair, valid point. Yeah. And so I, and when that happened, I was just like, hey, like, it's not me. I don't know how I can prove that to you. Um, But it's absolutely not me. And I don't stand for that kind of behavior. But I understand why you might worry about that. Totally. And Um, after what we just went through, and this person had previously admitted to pulling this kind of stuff before, um, you know, they might be a little bit more understanding and empathetic towards us being suspicious of them. I was suspicious of yeah. everyone at some point. It was like a pretty little yeah. liar. So I was like, no, it was you. No, it was you. No, it was you. Um, but And all of us were pretty, and all of us were pretty understanding yeah. that if somebody was going to be suspicious... That we talked about Sarah. I think even Sarah, she said she worried that we were going to think it was her, but um, but she was still being very like nice about it. Mm-hmm. She understood the kind of position we were in. Yeah. Um, so, and to anybody who doesn't know what's going on, we had a friend who it turns out it was a huge elaborate con, um, and there was a certain person that was a mild acquaintance of ours that we'd only been talking to for like a week. Um, and uh, that person brought forth to our attention that this person that uh, we'd been helping for a while might be faking a, all of this drama that she was bringing into our lives. And it turns out that this person was right. Yeah. And uh, one of the reasons she gave us for kind of sussing it out was that she had done the exact same things like to a T before. So at first it was like, thank you. Thank you so much. And it was, she was a, a trusted person. Um, 
until some things just started to not look right yeah. with this account. And it was actually me who pointed the finger at her the first in the first yeah. place anyways. So I felt kind of bad about it because I was questioning whether it was her or not, even though it was... It, I can't even explain what it was. It was just something so deep in my gut. Every time I went to the Discord server and talked about what was going on with our friend. I don't want to name her. I know she's been named in this podcast. I don't want to say her name. Uh, I'm going to come up with a different name for her. Be- Betty. It's like my favorite song okay. right now. So Betty and Christina. Um, okay. <laughs> Betty, I would be like, wow, she's really smart. Like, this person pulled a huge con. And then... Christina would get, like, defensive and, like, argue with, argumentative with me. Everything I said in that Discord server, this person was argumentative, hostile. And I was like, why am I even here? But then they would be concerned when I wouldn't post in the Discord for days at a time. And they would, like... Oh, same with me, yeah, too. Did they you were see that? both too concerned that neither of us were active. And it's like, why would I come in here every time I'm coming come in here, you're argumentative with me? When this... So, like, something was up. Something was different. Something was strange. And they were, like... Christina was mad when I would say Betty was smart. That pissed her right off. And I'd be like, dude, she tricked me. She tricked, she tricked um, 50,000 people. Over 50,000 people, yeah. She filled a freaking arena and tricked those people. Like, and when you're that close to it, of course I was questioning these things. And I said even to Alicia multiple times, like, this can't be real. Like, this can't all be real. How does all of this surround one person? Like, it doesn't make sense. But I didn't, like, actually question it. And I wasn't going to question her about it while she was going through all of this supposed stuff, right? Yeah. Because you never know. Like, especially with the series, we were talking, dealing with death and stuff like that. Exactly. And um, I'm also fine with uh, censoring her name, and I can go back and make sure that I censor it before. But, um, yeah, I think for me, and of course, I my downfall is that I'm too trusting. And that is definitely something I've been criticized for. And just to anybody who wants to talk about how gullible I am, and I do think there's a difference between gullible and trusting, but um, as if that is, like, a negative character trait i hope that that never changes about me so you guys can go take that and then stuff it wherever you want to stuff it because it's not going to change if i have anything to do with it i even said um this was i'm I'm so sure that amber is sick of hearing me say this because i've said it so much among our friend group but when it comes to like when somebody comes forward and says they want help or at least in, in the situation of betty i said okay well even if this is all fake, even if this person isn't who they say they are, I would rather be made a fool and uh, and be lied to than to deny somebody the opportunity to to help them well, when I could absolutely. have. I agree 100%. And I, don't, and I have no regrets about it. I d- and I wouldn't do it differently. I would not go back yeah. and do it any differently. I yeah. trusted someone. It was very believable. Like, of course, it was very dramatic and over the top. But the way she presented it was very believable, and how much I was emotionally invested 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 in it was um, made it even yeah. more believable. Because I'm not going to question a, like someone I care about. You know what I mean? I'm not going yeah. to assume they're lying to me, and you won't can call me stupid for all you want for that. But I I did what I thought was right at the time, and I did the yeah. best that I could with the information that I had, just like everybody else on this planet does. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't change what I did. Um, it's on her. It's not on me. It's not on you. It's on her. Yeah. yeah. What happened? 
It's on it's, her that she tricked us. It's not a, on us for falling for it. Yeah. And and although it was kind of like unbelievably dramatic, it was still believable how it was told. Exactly. And and before we go further into the whole Christina element of this, because I, I just remembered that there are some people and it's only I'm sure it's only a few and I should not speak to the few, but it's just I find it so rude. Um I've gotten, I'm, I'm going to be real. I'm talking about the Gabby Hanna stands. I have had um, a, a few of them express support to me. I'm so sorry you went through that. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. We all were rooting for her. We all wanted her to get help. So, um, you know, you have the more sound-minded, reasonable people who are like, yes, we, we wanted this person to get help too. We, we didn't like what was happening. And there are some people that I think, I think everything that you and I and our friends say or do, they take as an attack on them somehow. Yeah. And so it, you know, just even my, um, taking in and us befriending her and offering her support and guidance. I think one of the criticisms we saw was something like, ha ha, a lot of, a lot of ha ha, she deserves this. Um, which is, insane to me to say that about a person who who has gone through something like what we went through, especially considering my 911 call and holding a person as they're getting news that the, that somebody they loved died. Yeah. Um, you, nobody deserves that. So let's just be clear about that. Um, and I think one of the criticisms was that like I was using her as a means to get to Gabby or create a story for Gabby. Look, I don't need to create anything for, for Gabby Hanna to make a bad name for herself. It's already happened. And we already had a lot of information. I was never going to tell Betty's story. Betty wanted to tell Betty's story. And now we know why. And now, now that makes sense. Um, but to say, ha ha, you deserve this. You brought this upon yourself or whatever is just so heartless of a thing to say. Because... The way I look at it is this. Think about your favorite YouTuber and who you adore and you think is just a good person. If that person reached out to somebody who, or if responded to somebody who reached out to them, if Gabby Hanna responded to one of her fans, or not a fan, but somebody who just said, hey, I need help, I'm conflicted about what's going on on the hell leash side of things. If Gabby Hanna had taken that person in and said, look, sure, I'll talk to you, made friends with her, introduced her to other people and like provided guidance and counseling and then got completely burned by that person. Would you as fans be saying the same thing? Ha-ha, like, ha ha, you deserve this. Yeah, no, they would not. No. So that to me, like, is a completely, like, unless you would say that about somebody that, uh, yourself or somebody that you like, it's not valid. No, it's really not. Um, so. And like I said, we were doing what we thought was right at the time. We took in a girl who, it wasn't even about how she was feeling about the Gabby stuff. It was that she yeah. was getting publicly harassed and we believed her. And yeah. in the course of this, we offered support and she full on jumped on that and shared things maybe that were too much. Um, but how do you turn someone away when they're sharing? You know what I mean? They start, you see someone going through something very publicly. We believe she was being harassed 
And then she opens up in private to us about some of her other struggles and stuff and how this is triggering her other struggles. What am I supposed to do? I know this person was isolated, alone, going through a breakup, um, just moved. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Because there was also, there was so much personal stuff that we weren't telling the public. And then now with my video, they know more about it. But there's even more stuff on top of that that we think may be true. That is horrifying. Absolutely. Um, And and of course, we don't know what to believe. But um, yeah, we were just doing what we thought was right. And I think what some people lost sight of is that this was not about Gabby Hanna. This was not about, this was... Sure, we were. It, um, it came out of a Gabby Hanna situation. So I want to, like, not be involved with anything that is tied to her anymore. But it, for us, no. for us, it became not about this her. This person right became away. a friend. Um, yeah. And quite quickly, because this person was opening up to us about a lot of things. And I felt for her because this girl, she, she was 20, she's young, she's going through a lot. Um, and I just wanted to be there and be like, hey, look, um, it gets better. Like, life gets better. It's worth living. You're going through all this stuff yeah. now. I've been through breakups at 20 years old. I understand. Yeah. Um, it's going to be okay. Like, I've also struggled with similar things. Like, it's going to be okay. Look at, like, look at me now. Like, my life is, is good. I'm happy. Yeah. It's stable. It's normal. It's balanced. It's not crazy. So... Until you came into yeah. my life, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but like, and it gets better is what I wanted to, to tell this young girl, and that's what I was telling this young girl, and I was trying to be there for her. Um, and I was taken for a fool, and I don't think that's anyone's fault. I don't think that's on anyone but the person who took, made me a fool. Yeah, and and she knows that, and from at least from what we know, she has owned it. Um, that does not mean that we, uh, I don't know, we may be on the path to forgiveness, but it doesn't mean that she's necessarily forgiven or that we've just, we certainly have not forgotten. It's not like we're going back to normal. We are not going to be friends with her anytime in the near future. Um, if you are watching this, Betty, um, we do in some way still love you and want you just to, to feel better. Um, and that's, that's all that matters because I will say, and there's, there's so much to this, but, um, because I do want to kind of compare the Betty situation to the Christina situation, but also like how it affected our friends. But, um, we fully believed that Betty did these things solely for love, affection, sympathy, etc. Totally. I um, think her intentions weren't necessarily malicious. I think they were... Um, I believe she is struggling with something, and she played it out this way because she couldn't express the truth of what yeah. has actually gone on in her life at some point or is going on. I don't know. Um, I believe something very traumatic and damaging has happened to her. And I believe that about um, Christina, too. I believe something bad has happened. Um, But these... The intentions seem to be different. Um, Betty was for, yeah, love and attention and wanted to feel friendships. And I think she felt like if we weren't in crisis mode over her, she we were going to lose interest in her or something like that. Um, Yeah. Which is... That's what... 
good. It is insanity. Like, I can feel for her, and I, I do care about her, and I don't want her to be dragged on the internet. I've seen someone, oh, ironically, named Betty, dragging her on Twitter. Huh. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's and funny. I was like, that's, I didn't say anything. I've said multiple yeah. times I don't want hate sent her way. Um, I truly don't. And I I want to be able to check in on her in a year and see that she's better yeah. and doing good and and not pulling this, this kind of stuff. But, yeah, I don't think this came from a malicious place. I think this came from a really broken place. And I yeah. feel really deeply for her. Um, I go back and forth between being angry and upset and feeling empathetic. Um, I obviously can't let this person in my life. Like, that's not a thing that's going to happen anymore. Um, but I do, like, a part of me actually does miss this person, too, at the same time. Like, this was someone I came close with and cared about. And, like, I kind of, like, imagined hanging out with and going down to her state to hang out when things were safe yeah. and COVID was over. Like, I, you know, I thought, oh. And I, and I did hang out with exactly, her and, and have that fun and, time. Yeah. And Alicia actually physically hung out with this person, which is absolutely, well, you had her in your house. Yeah. we. She slept in my bed. <laughs> like, that is bonkers. It's, yeah. And, and it wouldn't be bonkers if she had been more honest with us and became friends with us by honest means. No. I think, uh, yeah, I think that it was... Um, and not to, again, we are professionals of no sort, except you, you are a professional in your field and I'm a professional in my field, but not in this, not in the field of psychology, but, um, I do, and I, I've talked to my therapist about this and I do believe that there is trauma there, which is why we haven't spoken about the other things she's told us about that we don't know if they're true or not. But I, I too have, I've gotten the impression that, oh, Perhaps kind of looking back because you can't help but analyze every single thing that happened when you look back in hindsight and think, oh, I think because we would we would offer her love even when things are going well. But I and I think she had a hard time accepting love that was positive. I agree. Like that. Yeah. Like when things were good, I don't think she knew how to handle things being good. I think she was anxious when things were good. And I think that she only really truly felt that love when things were in crisis mode so i think she created her crisis her crises totally. i think that's what happened and i don't think that it was meant to be malicious it definitely hurt people and i don't think that i don't know if she thought about that um and that was one thing that i had to express to her is is that whether you meant to or not it still hurt a lot of people yeah um, and, and not, not just us but um you know our friends in the big six there was uh we have um, we have one member of the big six who was legitimately dealing with some very serious family stuff. And it was like our attention was split with like being there for Betty, being there for this other friend. Um, when the news broke that this was all fake, uh, another um, one of our friends, one that is close in age to Betty, was crying. Um, then we have another member that gets really bad nosebleeds when things get really anxious and that was happening for that person. And then we had, uh, the fourth person who, um, just could not handle one aspect of these lies to where it hurt so deeply and triggered something in her to that she had a full on meltdown at work and couldn't leave 
and was just dealing with this in- intense panic yeah. at work while we learned about this stuff. And then it also ruined her date night with her husband. Like she couldn't, she couldn't be out. She started having a, a panic attack. Like it was very triggering um, for a lot of people, and it hurt a lot of people. Um, she used very oddly specific things that each and every one of us have gone through to in her story. So it was very triggering for for everybody in yeah. one way or another. And I don't think I don't know if she did that on purpose to relate to us. Yeah. You know? I, I was about to say I don't think that she would have done that on purpose, but I do remember when talking about medications and therapy and stuff like that, there were some things that she told me and there were some things she didn't. And then when I approached her about it, she was like, well, I only told you about this much because that's what we relate on. Yeah. And so then I felt weird about that. But, um, but I mean, bottom line is that, you know, we care about this person. This person is obviously very, very troubled and has a lot of work ahead of her. Um, and obviously we are grateful to our friend Sarah and to this person, Christina, for bringing this stuff to our attention. Now, I will be real and say that I don't think that it was necessarily just because uh, you know, Christina was concerned once she heard about the phone call that uh, Betty received, and that's when she wanted to look into it. I think that she was suspicious. Oh, of Betty I think don't think you had the phone call. So, I think that's what they. I think that's what she told me. But the video, your video, doesn't talk about the phone call because she got the phone call during right after the video aired. My video, though, because my video was after we found out all the lies. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the they were concerned. Um, they watched your video, your first video that mm-hmm. you guys uploaded together, you and Betty, and they were like, "I'm not buying it. Um, something's up." And then they started investigating, and but the phone call happened right after that video, right? Where right. the, the harassment person, the harassment person called Betty. Remember? So right, but. Did you know that Christina was suspicious before? No, 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 no. Nobody knew Christina or Sarah were suspicious before the Betty and Alicia video. So that came, that aired and that was fine. And we were all like excited because the story was out and um, Betty was pursuing legal charges and going to the FBI and blah, blah, blah. And right after that video came out and, you know, we were a little bit worried about the response and everyone was very supportive. So we were very happy because we were worried about Betty's feelings in regards to this airing. So that aired, there was a lot of support for Betty and we were all kind of celebrating, like happy, like, oh, it went over well. And then Betty got the phone call, remember, from the husband account? Yeah. And then, is that what, so that and the phone call, the video and the phone call are what spiked Christina and Sarah looking into this stuff. I don't want to say that Sarah was suspicious. I don't think, I don't believe that she was. She wasn't. Um, Christina, I almost said her real name there. Christina approached her and was like, I don't buy this. And then Sarah was kind of like, oh. And then they started looking into it together. And I can go ahead. Before any of us knew anything. Yeah. And I can go ahead and share this that, uh, 
probably earlier in that week or maybe a few days prior or a week prior or something like that, um, Christina did ask me in, um, I don't know if it was a private chat or a small group chat, if I just realized that I'm wearing an earring as a bracelet. Oh. And it's just now occurred to me. <laughs> Is it like a big hoop? <laughs> it's one of my hoops oh. that I like checked. That's why I like went like this, but yeah, anyway. That's funny. Um, but she did approach me and say, like, hey, is it possible that all of these things that are happening are of Betty's doing? And I remember being like, I could see why you would question that, but, like, so many things happened. Like, I held her when this happened, blah, blah, blah. So then I thought that she let it go. Mm-hmm. And so when they came to me that Friday morning to say, hey, this is what we found, it was under the the uh, kind of – the narrative that, oh, once this phone call happened, once Betty received this phone call, we became very concerned and looked into it. And I I believe that it is just because Christina was just so suspicious that she wanted to look into Betty and found something. And yeah. so there's there nothing necessarily inherently wrong with her being suspicious, especially if she's seen this behavior before in herself. I am grateful for that. And I want to be very clear. Oh, absolutely. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like mad that she found this out. And I told um, that to her over and over again. I said, I really appreciate you bringing this mm-hmm. to light because I would still be living in a damn whirlwind if it wasn't for you for bringing this to light so thank you yeah um i i show like i have a lot of gratitude for that um but then you totally fucked me over too so yeah and and that that uh, that just complicated things so much more um because you know what's strange to me is that this person um so I think we can go ahead and, and say it's safe to assume um, that Christina has, since my video, admitted to being Emily Tough Biscuit, these troll accounts. Yes. I will say, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say how it happened because we have not publicly released this person's identity. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this person... Um, after, yeah, like just kind of disappearing from the internet for a little bit, then um, through one of her friends um, sent basically a Google document out to all of us who were involved. And it was this block of text that I realized was voice to text. So there was no punctuation. Every other word was something it was not meant to be. So it took a lot of deciphering. But within it, um, there were, there was, she did while taking the blame, she also, by kind of like secondarily, blamed me for a lot. Blamed me for bringing Betty into anybody's lives and bringing, blaming me for telling uh, her and that small group of friends about Betty's situation, which anybody who heard about it wanted to hear about it. Let's be real. Like, it's not like, I, I'm sorry, but I don't believe that my telling that story was a burden on them. Um, and, and that's not me throwing shade at those people. I think they would agree that like they, they asked, they wanted to know what was going on. And so I told them what was going on. And in this, like, in this confession letter, um, Christina was essentially saying that, you know, part of this was my fault for bringing this story to them. And, and then the other part was I was at fault for trusting Christina in the first place 
which that's a weird thing to say to somebody. It's your fault you that know? you trusted me. Yeah, like, I did this thing, but it's your fault. You, yeah, you, you trusted me. So that's messed up to say. Um, and, you know, usually when somebody comes to you and they say, I recognize this behavior because I used to do it, like, I've, I say that to people who are in addiction, active addiction. I recognize this behavior because I used to do it. And when I say that to you, you can trust that I'm not doing that anymore. And that's how I'm bringing that to you. So we trusted that this person knew this from a firsthand experience, but was not engaging in this behavior anymore. And then um, the way that it kind of came about was that we were talking to Betty. I was talking to Betty as if Betty was Emily, the, the, the troll accounts. And I... There was something about the way Betty was defending herself that, for some reason, I believed her. It was just different because, like, both Alicia and I had, well, I called her first and confronted her um, after everything happened. Um, Well, like, Alicia confronted her via text message, and then I called her to be like, you read me a four-page suicide note. Who, Who wrote that? Like, I need to know. Like, I need answers. That was really fucked up for me to go through. I was doxxed earlier that day. I know, I was doxxed the night... No, she read it to me, and the next day I was doxxed, I think is what happened. I'd already been doxxed once. And then... So that was traumatic. And then she read me the letter, and then I was doxxed again the next day. It was, like, all within such a short period of time that it was, like, so fried and frazzled. Um, So she... I was already going through, like, my own stuff. I was stressed out. Um, and she read me a letter, kept me up till like two or three in the morning, reading me this four page note. Awful, horrible, super evil, super evil. Side note. Yeah. That was like so dark and twisted. It made me sick. Like the next day I sobbed. I had a full meltdown the whole next day. It was a write off. I didn't do shit. I didn't even work. I didn't go to work. Um, like it was awful yeah um yeah and i stayed up with her basically trying to save her after reading this note because this note was like oh um you deserve to come with me and you need to do this too and this is your fault that i killed myself and this person didn't even die so it was then she's like maybe i should just join him and all of this stuff so i had to be up all night like trying to convince her not to join him. Yeah. Which, What's, like, And what... Yeah, I, I did say all of that in my video. What I didn't um, tell them was that because Jake and I are not professionals in, like, forensic handwriting and anal- forensic analysis. Yeah. We, we take that title, forensic analyst, but we... Um, yeah, I, I realized that I had... I was the only person who had photos of this letter and um, also a handwriting sample from Betty because she wrote me a card. So um, even though the handwriting at first glance looked very different, Jake and I looked very closely that night at how certain letters were drawn. And we realized like, no, there are very clear parallels between how this, it's just a different version of this handwriting. Yeah. Uh, I'm not not sure how that came up. She did admit on the phone when I was, I was very confrontational. I was not very nice. Probably a lot like my attitude right now. I know I'm a little bit riled up and pissy right now. <laughs> but, like, I was not nice. And I was like, who the fuck wrote that note? I want to know what the fuck I went through. Like, I deserve answers. 
And um, she admitted that it wasn't a side note. She said a family member wrote it for her, a male family member, which, like, I didn't believe. I was like, okay, this person didn't die. You're admitting they didn't die. And you're admitting that this side note was forged by someone else now so there's other players playing this sick twisted game with you i just didn't buy it like i really didn't i i knew she wrote it from like that that alone i just no so yeah that was wild um we confronted her about a lot of other stuff on the phone and yeah but the point was she would defend it and say it wasn't her and then quickly grind like you quickly see her deteriorate and tell the truth or some oh, okay like but when it came to the emily count she was very adamant it wasn't her i, I see you brought it back full circle yeah. i was like how did we get here <laughs> so because it was about yeah. her with the emily thing and so with the emily thing um well, i just it was me for it was me first because i was talking to her and i was like okay emily okay emily right like because I was interacting with this Emily account as if it were Betty. And she, the way that she was like, I don't know who this person is. It was different. And while there still was a chance that she was playing me because she's very good at that. She's smart and she's a great actress. She's, we are going to establish that right she now. She is very talented. My yeah. God. 10 yeah. out of 10 acting. Where's her, what is it, Oscar, Grammy? I don't know the difference. <laughs> all of, she you know what, Grammy too. Let's give them all the awards. You, and she's a, very smart. I, oh my God, yeah. she is very intelligent. I don't think I'm a dum-dum. And she had me, like, the wool pulled over my eyes. 50, 52,000 people can't be that stupid. No. And there was a handful of people who said some rude things and questioned it. But, um, no, there was yeah 50 1,000 people believed it's, her. It's really easy to go back and look at my videos and be like, oh, well, obviously this is fake here and here and here. But the for your average person, even your average smart person, look, going through and living that experience is not going to look for these things because we didn't have reason to be suspicious. Well, and I just trusted her. I, yeah. I just trusted her so. and I was emotionally invested. And, um, and for the most part, this was all done from afar. There was the one weekend where you spent it with her. Um, but, like, it is, a, it is a little bit easier to fake from afar. And anyway, yeah, she, yeah. she I don't remember where we're going with this, but, um, yeah, she was very I, adamant that she was not Christina. And something in my gut, because I, every time I went to the well, Discord server. Well, she was adamant that she wasn't Emily. Yeah, she was. And I, yeah, and I came to you because, like, when it just clicked to me that, like, oh, my God, maybe it might not be and I'm going on, I reached out to Amber privately and I was like, is it possible? Because we know our six group, our, our close group of friends so well that, I'm sorry, even after everything I went through with these two people, I still trust these people. Oh, yeah. I, was, to no I absolutely end. trust the other four girls wholeheartedly. So, yeah. Or, so sorry, I not was, girls. People. Yeah. Just, people. Uh, just people. Um, and I just, I I remember saying, is it possible that it could be someone we know? Is it po- is that possible at all? And that's immediately when you were like. I think it's Christina. I, just something in me felt like, it was, like, in my gut. It's so weird. I can't explain. I just knew, like, the way this person... And I had been... I th- The thought came into my head the day before. But again, same with the Betty situation. I didn't want to be the one to be, like, it's you. You're lying. 
blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't want to be the bad guy. I didn't want to be the bitch who questioned somebody. So, yeah, when you came to me and you're like, I don't think this isn't adding up. And I was like, I have a feeling. Like, this person is very confrontational. They're very rude. And they're – the whole thing that really did it for me was being mad and the way they would react to anything positive being said about When this person didn't even interact with me – oh, I'm saying her name – with Betty. I'm going to – I'll block it out. <laughs> with Betty. This person didn't even interact with Betty. They didn't know Betty the way we did. Um, so saying anything positive shouldn't affect Christina that much. You know what I mean? Like, it was just odd. It was odd behavior. And then um, and then I said that, and then, boom, an investigation was launched. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, and and it wouldn't have done you any good to approach Christina and be like, hey, I think it's you because look at how much proof we brought to the table and still told this is bullshit. You're a coward. You're bashing me. You're bullying me, blah, blah, blah. So it really wouldn't have done you any good. Um, But the other things that I wasn't aware of when we did kind of bring it up to a couple of other people like, hey, we we suspect that this might be going on, which let's be real. The moment that you suspect something like that, you talk to people to see, is there any, is this substantial at all for me to be, for me to question, especially when that person, I'm sorry, is not my friend. And the reason I'm saying this is because that person said that I was a coward for, for talking about her when she wasn't present. And I'm sorry, but all of us have talked about people. All of us on a regular basis talk about people when they're not around. That is not a crime. That does not make somebody a coward. And that, I'm sorry, we did that to Betty while we were figuring out whether or not those things were yeah, true. Yeah, you talked about Betty. Uh, yeah, like, this person. You were um, so are you a coward? Because, like, yeah, I confronted both of you, or both of us confronted both of you. We figured yeah. it out behind the scenes and then confronted you. So, really... Are we cowards yeah. or I'm I'm not a coward and I will say because straight up I was just while well, a lot of people were waffling like, oh, how would we how do we handle this? How do we approach? I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and approach both of these people. I said I'm gonna go ahead and approach Betty and just ask her. Just confront her. Yeah. Same thing with Chris with Christina. So um the thing that I wasn't uh, privy to is because we found all of this stuff out that the whole Betty story was a lie on a Friday. And that Friday, or it was that Saturday morning that Jake was coming up and I told all of you guys, I was like, look, he's coming. I would like to spend a good day and a half, two days just kind of like unplugging from the internet and just enjoying his company and like resetting. And the big six kind of all agreed that like we're going to try to back away from the situation and really recharge and just kind of honestly heal from a lot of it. And, and it wasn't until I came back that I had you and two other friends, like one in the big six and one out of the big six that said, yeah, um, Christina, for some reason was very hell bent on you telling the story publicly about Betty, that you needed to get the story out right away. And she was very, seemingly very upset that you weren't active in Discord. Right. That was the other thing about Betty. Or, um, Christina. That they, they kept pressuring you to tell more and more people. And, like, we don't know these people. I don't, they, they are avatars and names in a Discord. They're not even their real names or real avatars. Like, 
I have never heard your voice. I've never seen your face. We are not that close. Like, thank you for bringing this to my attention, but I don't even know what you look like. I didn't even know yeah. this person's real name until I think, until it all came out about who it was. Like, we're not that close. We're not those kinds of friends. I don't know why you think you can pull this kind of shit on me and then I'm going to let you still stay in my life on the internet. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. And to kind of clarify what Amber is talking about, we, you know, we've talked a good bit about the big six. Like, that's very clear what that is. Christina, I would say, was a member of, like, a different digital social circle where there's some overlap, you know, when you have, like, Mm -hmm. adjacent social circles. So, like, Amber and I would talk to these people. We'd go into their servers. A few of them would come into my server. So there's, like, some friend friendly overlap, but we didn't – we don't – we've never really known those people that well, and I like all of them who's left. So I want to be clear about that. I do like them, and I know their names and stuff now. Yeah, so we really good. like them. But even, honestly, even still, even liking them, where we were at with this information being so fresh, yeah. it was not It was not the appropriate time to start telling everybody what was going on. And Christina would come to me and say um, things that would kind of appeal to my, uh, I, I don't know, my, I don't want to say kindness, but but... I, I wanted to be reasonable and she would come to me and say things like, Hey, I don't want I don't want there to be any nervous energy on my our her server with those friends because half of them know what the deal is with Betty and half of them don't. So is this something that we can share? And at first I think at f- oh, yeah, at first I was like, you know what? Yeah. That's fine. We'll do it. We'll go ahead and do that. And so it was the next night. It was the next night after we all learned that we told um, all of the, and I, t- I said that all, all of this in my video. Um, but but the truth is that, yes, we didn't know any of these people close enough. We we barely know each other close enough. I mean, we're, we, we trust each other. We're that, at that point. But it was getting to the point where we can't just keep bringing more and more people into this right after we found out this really huge thing. And we all need to process it. And I need to process this in a certain way because I need to decide if I'm going to tell the general public when that's going to happen. All of that. Absolutely. And yeah. And in conjunction, while Emily was saying, hashtag Alicia, tell the truth. Alicia's a liar. Alicia's lying to you guys. Alicia lies to her friends. Uh, Alicia, tell the truth. Meanwhile... Christina is saying like, hey, can we tell so-and-so what's going on? Can I update so-and-so? Can we tell so-and-so? And it was that that behavior was just too odd. Yeah. And I think like it was all that stuff stacked on top of each other. Yeah. It was getting um, weird. And I just yeah. had a feeling. And then, then, um. Well, I think the rest of the, that story, I. I told in my video just about right. how like how odd she was acting, um, leaving group chats and servers and this and that, that all that was happening. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I know we're kind of like all over the place, but then the what, what was this new was This is the most confusing after. podcast and you yeah. have had to watch like both of the other videos to understand what we're talking about. <laughs> I feel like this is for like a small group of people. <laughs> If this is confusing, go back and watch my last video on my main channel on the slowest speed possible. 
Because it's, like, like, a lot of... Yeah. I feel like Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. We'll show that image. Yeah. Jake sent this image, and he was like, this reminds me of you. And then I was like, no, this is all of us. So I'm going to put it up here. Um, But, yeah, so, so it wasn't... You know, we were dealing with all of this. I made my video. You know, there was a lot of support for me. There were some people who had some negative things to say about me. And then kind of out of the woodworks, we got this Google document with this voice to I want to ask you about this Google document because I was out camping. I didn't have service. And I I was a little bit hungover. I was in that space between being hungover and drunk again. (laughs) And we went to a pub and there was Wi-Fi there. So I like, I was like, I need to find out what's going on on Twitter. Am I being doxxed again? Do we have like another... Pretty Little Liars moment, what's going on in my life, I just need to know. So I got the Wi-Fi, and I had a message from Christina sending me the document herself. Group chats are blowing up about this, and so I couldn't, I gen, I genuinely couldn't read it. Like, it was, it's illegible at the best of times. <laughs> at that yeah. moment where I was in headspace, I was like, ah, TLDR, what happened? And no... And even, like, even for those of us who are stone cold sober, like, it was... It was. I think, yeah, we... I was in a group chat with a couple of our friends, and I think it got to the point where we had to sit down and I just had to read for them and then try to decipher some of the things. Um, And and the reason it was so confusing, guys, is... I I said this already, but it seemed like a voice to text where she didn't even, like, go back and proof it. Yeah. Um, And my name was Amber... Oh, yeah, I saw that. Amber. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And what was the other thing that she clarified? It said, and it got... Oh, uh, that she was and an it, atheist, so she didn't want to say she needed God. It's But it, but the voice to text said something. She said, and it got bad or something like that. And then she it said, I need God bad, I think. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And then so, she had to um, clarify, no, I'm an atheist. So that's the what. <laughs> That's the one thing that that she clarified. Um, But yeah. yeah. So you guys know, I already mentioned that she uh, blamed me for a few things. And I I would like to point out and and I can already go ahead, assume that she's watching this, um, that I while I don't ask for apologies because I feel like if you ask for them, then how genuine are they? But I will say that. Shame on you for not coming to me with an apology, at the very least, for the things that you said, for the way you gaslit me, and for the way that you uh, said that I was bullying you, and that I was a coward, and bullshit, all these things that you said, that you know I was in the right, I was so nice to you. So shame on you for that. But the reason that I think that I am so much angrier at this person not only is she still continuing to be get back in our lives, and we'll, we perhaps might get into that, but um, in this instance, um, she explained to us that the reason that she did it is because she was getting off on a sense of power yeah. from having this information. And, and she said from having this information, but let's be real, it was having the ability to terrorize us. Yeah, it wasn't... That's what it was. It wasn't having information. It was terrorizing with us with information. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, because I was out of service yeah. and I wasn't around, what was your reaction? What was your feeling? Like, what happened in the moment that you saw the confession? 
Okay, so this is us from slightly in the future. Uh, just to let you know that, as I told you in the beginning, um, in editing, that we are making this a two-parter. Um, so, you know, cliffhanger until next week. I think Amberin wanted to say something. Yeah, I wanted to apologize for how confusing this is. Um, I think this might be the most po- confusing podcast of all time. Sorry. Uh, I think it gets better in the second half, and we actually start to get into our feelings around things instead of just trying to explain situations and people and characters. Um, so, yeah, if you hung on for the wild ride, <laughs> I'm sorry, and thank you. But thank you. Yes, thank you for hanging tight. Please uh, hang tight um, for the next episode um but yes if it is confusing it's because it was a confusing situation if it doesn't make sense still please go back and watch my last video um but until then we will see you guys next week bye